Sabbath, and you don't have any new lesson, but our, our, our daily displays continue. We've listed them there. These are things that we do on a daily basis. Uh, but as the Sabbath is very, very important. The, the principle of Sabbath is very, very critical, and sometimes we ignore it. To have a day where you switch off everything from everything that you do, uh, you know, you do and just, you know, rest, just have some time of rest in the presence of God, dedicate that to you and God and, and just it's about you. You're not doing anything impossible. It's always good for everyone to have always a day of rest where the things that you do on your six days, you shut it down and you have another day which is just yours and God and just dedicated to you. Very, very important principle. Then God did that when he created the world. He used the first six days and he said on the seventh day he rested. And if God needed to rest, the same thing to us. There must be a day where you switch off everything you can and you're not under any pressure from anyone. And then it's just about you and God and just yourself, the day of Sabbath and the day of rest. And so with that, allow me to just give a quick, quick recap of what we have covered this week. And then I'll be opening it up and make sure that we have adequate time uh, for almost all, as many of us as possible uh, to be able to, uh, to share. So we started uh, this week on day 22. Day 22 uh, was where we started um, you know, this week, and we were tackling the subject of wealthy by nature. And you recall, we, we, we talked about the idea that a lot of people are affected by money. A lot of people are affected by money. Either they have too little or too much, or they are even afraid of it, or they are frustrated, uh, or they just have an unhealthy relationship with money. Um, that is something we covered on day 22. And we saw that uh, for us to fulfill God's purpose, it's important for us to have a good relationship with money. And we talked about several things. We talked about that we are wealthy by nature. That's where we picked up that declaration that actually we are wealthy by nature. Trees just flourish. And, uh, you know, by nature, when you plant a tree, it just goes for it. It digs its roots in takes all the nutrients, you know, just continues, just tries to flourish in the environment that you've given unto it. And, you know, trees flourish by nature. And human beings don't uh, flourish because we are outside the floor. We are outside the floor. When you're outside the floor of God, then you don't flourish. And we saw that when we connect back to God, um, you know, when we have that connection back to God, we then are in the divine floor. And then uh, we saw it's important to have a good relationship with money. Um, very, very, very important. You remember us talking about the money zone, that, you know, there are things that you do that will keep you outside the money zone. And there are things that you do that will usher you into the money zone. And we saw a number of those things. We said that you can actually attract money or you can chase away money. So the things, the habits, the behaviors we have, actually could be chasing away money. So you're busy praying and trusting God to bless you with money. And we saw how important money is. We need money to advance God's agenda, um, you know, to fulfill our own needs and take care of our, 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 our families. And you can be trusting God for, you know, money and expansion in your financial world. But actually every single thing you are doing, you are chasing away money. And so we saw it's important to make sure that you can be attractive to money you don't chase money away. And there are specific things that you do to usher you into that money zone. If you don't do them, you'll be chasing away money. It doesn't matter how much you pray. It does not matter how much you do. You'll be outside the floor. 
And we talked about are you having a, a good relationship with money, asking is it right uh, you know, to have money? And we saw, yes, it is very, very important uh, you know, to have money. We need it to be able to, to take care of ourselves. And we need not just enough for ourselves, but we need enough to be able to actually help those who are around us. And we saw that it's important to have motivation for money. You know, if you have money, what is it for? What are you going to use it for? It's important to attach purpose, attach, attach purpose to, to money so that when you go and you're trusting God for resources or financial resources, you have attached a purpose to for it. If what is it for? What why do you need money? It's good to really be very clear about, about that. You know, are you going to feed the starving? Are you going to reach the enriched? Um, you know, for example, every single dollar or cent we get here in the ministry, we use it as especially to advance God's agenda. You know, we, we have a center to run, we have ministry programs, we have activities, we are, you know, we run camps for our children, we are doing a lot of stuff. Uh, in the ministry, we are advancing God's agenda. So we, we never have enough. We, you know, we, we everything we get is there's a purpose for it. So as the Lord sends resources to us through each one of you that gives in whichever way it comes in and is going in straight away for the purpose that is called uh, that is wanted for. And then we saw the importance of being a good steward of money. If you want to be attractive to money, then you need to be a good a good steward. Uh, of the, the resources that God has given, you know, to you. And then the exercise for that day, we said, you know, it is important to write, look at your relationship with money. We have been brought up with bad, uh, bad attitudes. Some of us are afraid of money. Some of us believe money is evil. And if you don't deal uh, with those, with the, with that, those relationships, it will keep you out of the money zone. And then we we said you need to look at why should you be entrusted with wealth and abundance? Why should God bless you with money? It's important to resolve that. So that when you go before God and you pray, there's clarity around what you would do uh, if money, uh, if God releases, uh, you know, releases things uh, or financial resources to you. We saw that money does not make you happy. Happiness does not make you, um, you know, money does not make you happy. In fact, money, um, you know, beyond a particular level, it does not make you any, 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 any happy. And I think you'll soon realize that. And that's why we say it is important to be a good steward and to have a purpose that's bigger than you. And so this whole idea about money and, um, you know, the being, in, you know, is, is so critical for us. And the, the church don't talk about it a lot. People are afraid to talk about it. Um, the sensitivity around money. Every time money is mentioned, some people shrink. Others will say, ouch. Others will, you know, they make all sorts of noises when money is, when, when money is mentioned. But we saw it is important for you to be released from this so that you can move yourself into the money zone where you are you are conduit, you attract money, and you know you can be a blessed blessing to the church, to the ministry, to your family, and to those people around 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 you. Then we moved on. Uh, that was on day 20, that was day 22. Um, then we moved on to day 23. Uh, day 23, we were looking about a very, very important thing. You remember the story of the umbrella, the umbrella where this preacher was. Uh, was called upon to mobilize the community to come and pray for rain. And they were they all turned up in big numbers. And when he came, he looked around and he realized that everybody turned up to come and pray for rain, but no one had come with an umbrella. And he said, how can you come to pray for rain? And none of you has an umbrella. You're not ready. That means you are, you're not ready to, for the rain. You're not ready for God to send you rain. Because if you are ready and you, you have faith, that the rain is going to come, you'll be preparing yourself with boots, with an umbrella, 
because that's actually what um, you know what's going to happen. And so we saw the importance of asking the question, are you ready for your miracle? Are you ready for your miracle? You have in your dream life vision, you are believing God to travel around the whole world. But then we ask, do you have a passport? Uh, you know, and you have a passport. You cannot be praying for God to help you travel the whole world. And you've not even made an effort to get a passport. You, 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 you know, you are trusting God for a car, but do you even have a driving license? Do you have it ready? Do you have a, if the God will send you the car now, do you have a driving uh, you know, license? You, you want God to bless you with money and financial resources. Do you know how to manage money? Do you know how to take care of it? Do you know how to invest? Do you know how, you know, how, how prepared are you? And we saw that sometimes the Lord will withhold uh, our, our dream life, our blessings, because we are not ready for them, because he doesn't want the blessing to be a curse, um, you know, for you. And so we saw that if you can't have it, if you can't handle it. And so we saw that as part of our preparation, if we want the Lord to really minister and bless us, then we need to, you know, we need to learn. There are things, the competencies that you need to learn to prepare yourself for the miracle that God wants to release in your life. Very, very important. And we saw that sometimes the Lord will wait because you don't have capacity. So we saw if you need to work, we need to work with God on this, that enlarge your capacity. You know, for every area you're believing God for, maybe you're believing God for marriage, then invest, start learning, understand what it takes to be married or what it takes to marry somebody. You know, prepare yourself. If you are, if you are someone, a husband to be, prepare yourself. Do you have a house? When the wife comes, what are you going to do to her? You know, why are you going to take care of them? Why are you going to stay? And do you have savings? Uh, children will come. They get sick at night. Do you have money to take them to the hospital? Have you invested in that? Have you thought about all those things? Those are all preparation that um, that that you need to do. And sometimes we don't do that. And uh, uh, then the Lord withholds things because he doesn't want to, you know, mess us up. Uh, so we learned about learning list, skills development plan. And we said you need to look at the lessons that day was you need to commit to learning to support your dream life. Uh, you know, we said, look at your dream life and look at the competencies, skills, things that you need to do that are in your hands that you can do so that you can prepare yourself uh, to be able to live the dream life that the Lord, that you would like the Lord to do for you. That was on day 23. Day 24, we, we moved in and we we're talking about the liberated mind, the liberated mind. And you remember that was a very, very interesting, um, you know, topic. Uh, because we were asking ourselves, uh, it was the time when Paul was saying, I do what I don't want to do, um, you know, but the things I want to do, I don't do, and, you know, the things I, I, I do are not the things that I want to do, and Paul was really having a, a challenge there, but we saw it is all about beliefs, it's all about limiting beliefs. Over the years, as you grew up in your environment, you picked up beliefs that are completely ingrained in you, uh, either in your first seven years of formation, you, you, you picked up things and they are eaten in you in your unconscious and they drive you. And we saw that some of those beliefs are limiting. They are not for your friends at all. And so we saw it is important to go deep into your life and really check what are some of the beliefs you have and why do you have them? And are they serving you or are they not serving you? And we saw that if you find that you've got those type of beliefs, you need to rewrite them, you need to reframe them, and you need to rethink them so that they can stop having power over your life. There are some things we just do by default because that's how we were brought up. That's what your mother repeated to you every single day. Um, you know, when you are when you are growing up, as you are growing up, she kept telling you, "Be careful about men. Be careful about men. Men are bad. Men are dangerous. Be careful, my daughter. Men are bad." So you have grown up with that fear of men. It's ingrained in you. But the question is, is it really true? 
Is it true that all men are bad? Is it true that all women are, are not? Is it true, you know, all those things that maybe you believe. I said, you need to search in your life and look at the beliefs that you picked. And some of them, we picked them from church. The, the religious are places we started off when we were very young, ingrained things in you. They taught you, you know, we were taught beliefs, wrong beliefs, even on some of them on finance, on finances. And so we have gone up with those things ingrained in us and they limit our potential. So he said, anyway, go deep inside you, re, re, rewrite them, reframe and rethink and you will be free, completely free. Day 25, we jumped in to goal setting. We saw that um, uh, if you have, remember the story of the farmer, we said that if you are a good farmer and you are really spiritual and the farmer says, now nah, I'm going to pray, I'm going to fast, maybe the fast for 30 days, 40 days. But when the rain comes, you don't plant, you don't plant. And we said, if you are a farmer, you can fast for so many days. But if you don't plant, you don't have a harvest. You may believe God for to do a miracle for the crop from your neighbor to jump out and come into your house. And that may be a tall order. He said, you need to make sure that you partner with God. And it, we talked about this whole idea of ensuring that we have goals. And we talked about measurable goals, positive goals, clear, concise, singular goals, goals that have a time limit. They all help you. They help you to work with God to accomplish great things in your life. And we saw that we need to measure that we are Christians that are driven by goals that are, you know, you have goals, you have targets, you have things that you are believing God for. Not beyond New Year resolution. We said goals need to be measurable, they need to be positive, they need to be clear, concise, singular. And uh, if you live like that, it removes clutter. Goals enable you to have focus and uh, do a lot of things. Uh, in Jesus' name. So that was day 25, goal setting. And then we jumped to day number 26, where we looked at the 30-day challenge in summer, where we're talking about bringing it all together on day 26. Uh, we looked at all the things we've learned, um, you know, the dream life. Um, we looked at how we build, a, you know, a manifesto, how we looked at it. And then we said, it's important you take all these things and then condense them into a one, one, the, your dream life vision, which we have molded over time. We said it's important that you summarize it up into a one pager document that you can cut and you can put in a place where you can be accessing it. We said if you have a handbag, put it there. Uh, even if you have a, a wallet, put it there so that you can be able to reach out to it anytime. You are in a matato, you have some downtime, you can pick it up. And you can review that, you know, your dream life, the things that you're believing God for, how you're going to touch the world. We say you can, you know, you know, then you can be, you can be looking at it from a position of thankfulness, where you thank God. You're looking at it as that, that dream life has come to, to fruition and you are thanking God every single day, thanking him for your dream life, thanking you that you are perfect. Thanking you that you are, you know, God has, has blessed you. We looked at the life's big seven information. You look at it from a position of thankfulness, from a position of gratefulness. And as you do that, as you repeat that throughout your life, you'll see how quickly that dream life, uh, those things will come into, into fruition. Then there was day 27, which was yesterday. We looked at our, at our spiritual anatomy. We are looking to understand who am I? Um, you know, we looked at, uh, we are a spirit, a mind, a body, the heart, uh, and we saw, we, we spent some time looking at our thoughts. We said that your heart is the unique level of consciousness. We saw how important thoughts are and how thoughts drive us, how they influence our life. That was day, day 27. And all these, teach, uh, these teachings, we have summarized them, uh, including the ones for this week. We could upload them in a summarized version. 
on our on, on our podcast and uh, you can then be able to re, re, you know review read them as the lord enables uh, enables you uh, you know as we as we go forward so that's what we have covered in week 4 uh, which is really the last week we've got only two more days to go and um, that's what